Welcome to the Birth Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Congdon, owner of a thriving birth and postpartum doula agency. In this podcast, I'll be giving you actionable tools and strategies on things like marketing, networking, social media, branding, growth strategy, and the steps to building a business that has optimal scalability. I'll be sharing my personal journey, talking about mistakes I've made and how I've turned them around into big wins. Whether you realize it or not, you're a business owner starting your journey as a small but mighty entrepreneur. If you want to be a birth boss, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, welcome to the Birth Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Congdon. I'm excited to talk about growth. That is something that is so important. I think even when you're first starting out, even when you are taking your training, whether it's birth doula, postpartum doula, childbirth educator, lactation, whatever it is, you're already thinking about what it might look like when you get out there, what services you're going to offer, what are you providing for the community. And then your mind just takes you kind of even further to the growth piece, you know, what it's going to look like, even if it's not something you're interested in now, what it's going to look like, you know, a year from now. So growth when we talk about it, it's usually in a positive light, but we know that it can be amazing, but so stressful, you know, all at once, like a blessing and a curse. You know, you hate to complain about being so busy or you hate to complain about, you know, the growing pains, but it's pretty phenomenal that you're even having to deal with, you know, being busy and, you know, even if it's, too busy, um, you know, much better than being not busy enough for sure. So, you know, when you're in a place that your business is too busy or even just busy enough and you know you need to take action and you know you need to do something, you know, much more than you're currently doing um, because you're just getting by. And, you know, worse than just getting by is consistently having to say no to prospective clients, to not even hear them out to just know right away that you cannot take on anything else. It's like leaving money on the table. You know that there's so much possibility and it's not even just the financial piece. It's, you know, helping the community and making sure that, you know, all the people that need care or need your services get them because right now, I mean, there's so many more inquiries then there are doulas to care for these clients. And it is a good time to be a doula. It's a doula's market for sure. I just bought a car a couple of months ago and it is a dealer's market. It is not a buyer's market. Same thing, I think, you know, for houses now. So doulas are in the driver's seat. It's our market right now. So it's a good time to be a doula. I've seen it in my own postpartum doula trainings. You know, they're filling more now than they ever were. Because people are realizing that not only is it a flexible career, it's extremely rewarding. I mean, that's a given, but it's also a very lucrative career. I mean, you can make a lot of money in the birth industry, being a, a birth professional, a birth boss, because there's so many things you can do for 
your clients. It's not just go to someone's house, you know, work six hours, come home or go to a birth, come home. There's so much more that our community needs. So, you know, a lot of us are complaining about the same things. We're constantly saying no and, you know, sending clients other places. And we want to be in a position where we can say yes a lot more often. So whether you're going to take your solo, you know, doula business or birth business to a partnership or a collective or an agency, that's something that obviously would make sense when you have so many more inquiries, you know, coming in. Do you need a partner so you can share everything? You know, in an agency, you will have contractors available to take on some of those clients. So you're able to say yes, you know, so much more. But it also might mean just streamlining or organizing what you already have going on. You know, what are you doing in your business? What are you offering for services or products? And how can you change those or how can you alter them that you're able to take on more with just your two hands? And we know that, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. We only have two hands. So you can't grow just by continuing to do the same thing you're doing now. Taking clients, you know, working however many hours for however many dollars. And it really does make that glass ceiling very apparent. Now, I remember years ago when I was just a a solo postpartum doula, you know, kind of doing the calculations like, okay, if I'm able to work, you know, 40 hours this week, this is what I'm going to take home. But you know, I have this, this, and this to pay. And, you know, it never matched up. And and I know that I couldn't work more hours. I definitely, I could have, the clients needed me to, but my own, you know, personal life wouldn't allow it. So it's just, it, you take a look at that and it kind of squashes your, you know, your, your dreams because you want to be only doing birth work you don't want to kill yourself working 90 hours a week, you know, to to make the money that you're looking to make. Um so what else can you do? And again, you could get a partner, you could, you know, start an agency, be part of a collective. But if you don't want to do that and 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 a, a lot of you don't want to do that and that's okay. You can still grow your business. You can still build your business. You can still scale that business by yourself with your own two hands. So when this was happening to me, I knew that it wasn't going to work. I knew that I did not ever want to go back to, you know, a corporate job or a nine to five or anything that I was not working, you know, for myself on my own terms. And I absolutely loved the idea of postpartum care. And, you know, I I started loving the thought of it, you know, way before I even had kids, I thought I wanted to be a nurse and I knew labor and delivery or, you know, postpartum mom and baby was going to be my thing. I had my own baby. And then it like, you know, kind of pushed me into this because I came home from, you know, the birth and I was like, there has to be a better way. Like you're kind of thrown to the wolves and, you know, goodbye, good luck. And you have this like tiny human being that you have to take care of. So that kind of prompted me and also getting laid off from my corporate job prompted me into wanting to be a postpartum doula. And I flew myself down to North Carolina, found a training there and, you know, really hustled and and took a year after that to start my business. But, you know, it it only took a, a short amount of time for me to be fully booked and booked for me was like 30 hours a week because I did drop off and pick up and, you know, I had a a daughter 
So I needed to be available and that just wasn't going to cut it. So I started teaching some classes. So I was a postpartum doula. I also took a birth doula training and a childbirth educator training because anyone who's listening knows that it's totally addicting. And then you have to do all the things. I took a lactation educator training, maternal mental health. I mean, you name it, I did it because I wanted to do it all. I, I didn't necessarily want to do it all in my business, but I wanted to know it all. I wanted to experience it all and then be able to kind of pick, okay, I love this. I want to continue this. Or, you know, this doesn't fit my lifestyle like birth doula care. Um, I was a birth doula for um, a little bit of time and I just realized that the on-call piece and the being away from home for an unknown amount of time did not fit my lifestyle. I was a single parent and it just, it wasn't something that was good for me. It brought me a lot of anxiety. So I, I kind of continued with the postpartum piece and really, really just fell in love with that. I mean, besides the fact that it's scheduled, the the longevity of the relationship and just the mental and emotional piece was really something that, you know, I cared a lot about. And I felt that I was good at it. And that's, that's half the half the battle is, you know, being exceptional at something, you know, loving it is one thing, having it fit your lifestyle or your schedule is one thing, but really just thinking that you were meant to do this. I, I really, I really was meant to do this. So I did postpartum care. I was teaching a variety of classes and, you know, they were all in person. I eventually worked for a hospital. So I was putting together, you know, some more pieces of the puzzle. You know, I was able to bring in, you know, some more revenue. But again, all things that took a very, you know, specific amount of time that you got paid for those hours. And it never, it never added up to what I needed it to add up to for the hours that I had to put into it. Fast forward a few years, I became a postpartum doula trainer and a lactation educator trainer. And that was something that started, that sparked something in me. I could, you know, take a certain amount of time. So the training is two days, the other one's three days. But with my own marketing efforts, I could bring in as many people as I could. So whether I had two people in my class or 22 people, that's a, a great difference in the amount of revenue that's coming in. The other amazing part of that is not only, you know, the the financial piece, but you're putting postpartum doulas out into the community. You are doing a tremendous, bringing tremendous value to your perinatal community by educating and training these people. And then there's much more hands out there for care. So the reward was like all over the place. I found it rewarding for myself. It was financially rewarding. The community was being rewarded. The people who I was training, obviously, were now in this new, amazing, you know, career path that they wanted. So benefits all around. And I feel like that's a common theme with my business is that it is all around beneficial, not just for me, but for people I train, for people in the community, for just, I mean, they're, all sides, it always has like a good, nice check mark next to it. So that's when I really started thinking about like one to many offers. You're offering one thing, but you can offer it to many people. So, you know, again, with the pandemic, that pushed me even further because now we weren't, you know, doing anything live. We weren't gathering with people. So everything was virtual. So I started taking the classes that I was teaching and doing it virtually because you don't need to have a large enough space for a certain number of people. You could have as many people as you wanted. And now they didn't have to be, 
within a 25 or 30 minute radius, they could be all over the country, they could be all over the world. So taking what you have for classes that you teach and making them virtual, a great way to grow your business. Take it one step further, make some of these classes digital. So you record them, you package them up really pretty and you sell them and you don't even have to put in any more time and effort. Of course, you're putting in time and effort in the beginning to create these classes. Um, It's also, you have to put in some money to create them, but once they're made and once they're ready to go, people can buy them without you even knowing. Snooze revenue. Snooze revenue is the best kind of revenue. You wake up in the morning from a full night of sleep and you have made money. That's amazing. So virtual classes, digital classes are all things that you can do to build your business, to scale your business, and to reach so many more people. So I I think, you know, kind of figuring out what you're good at, what do you love, what, you know, really is your thing. So, you know, as an example, we're going to take, I'll use postpartum doula care, right? There are many other ways to provide postpartum care than just spending a certain number of hours in someone's home and getting paid for those hours. What else can you do? So you can work in someone's home, you can do private care. Yes, we all know that. You could take some of that knowledge and create classes. So newborn care could be one of them. Postpartum prep could be one of them. You could even do some lactation. You could do something with maternal mental health. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And you can teach those classes, whether they're live or virtual. You could create digital courses. That's amazing. You could create some sort of package for a client that maybe didn't need you so much in their home or or maybe they weren't, you know, local to you, but they were looking for your expertise. So you could take one-on-one clients and do, you know, virtual care. You could do prenatal preparation for the postpartum time, talking about maybe registry or nursery setup. You could talk about organization things that they need for their own physical recovery, postpartum, meal prep, mental and emotional health. You could create some sort of however many meetings there were in your package. Are there six? Are there eight one-hour meetings? And you could sell it that way. You could create some sort of membership. So I love these because they're so specific to, you know, being pregnant or postpartum. That's a very specific amount of time. So in those months, you need very specific things, you know, in each part of that journey. So, you know, if your membership was prenatal or if it was only postpartum, that would be fine too. But you could have an education, you know, portion of it. You could have like tips and tricks. You could have recipes. You could have even videos. If you are doing some food prep, you could have videos for it. You could bring in other specialists that would be you know, really important for that time. So if it was postpartum, you could bring in an IBCLC. So an internationally board certified lactation consultant, they could maybe talk about gut health, they could talk about, you know, breastfeeding, they could talk about human milk, however you wanted to create that portion, um, that would be an added bonus, you could have a pelvic floor therapist do a section on the importance of pelvic floor health, you know, prenatally or postpartum. You can bring in other professionals to add or to enhance your membership. 
And whether it was, you know, weekly emails they got or monthly emails, maybe it came with a one-on-one. Um, maybe there was, you know, another a live component that was like a group Q&A or whatever it was. That's a wonderful way to offer one thing to many people. And for something that is hybrid, it's part virtual, part digital, could even be part live if it was local. You know, you're doing a mix of both. So you're not putting in so many hours, you're putting in a little bit of time, but the other things run without you needing to actually be there. Amazing, amazing ways to grow your business with just you, your own two hands, and not having to, you know, expand to an agency or a partnership or a collective or any of those things. And we will talk in great detail about those you know, avenues, not in this episode, this is just about growth and kind of solo, solopreneur growth. But you don't ever have to settle. There is no glass ceiling in the birth professional community. You can create your business to be whatever you want it to be. And that's the beauty of being your own boss. That's the beauty of having your own business. You never have to settle. You never have to you know, have an idea and have someone, you know, shoot it down. It's yours. And it's yours to do what you wish with it, what you can with it. And again, the benefits are tremendous. It benefits everybody when you, you know, take your skills and and take the things that you're amazing at and have those offers out to the community in so many different ways. So using your tools to educate, elevate, empower your community, your ideal clients without depleting yourself, there's no other way to do it, right? You know, we forget that we are our most important resource. So we want to have it in abundance. We don't want to deplete it, right? So being able to do all the things you love, share it with as many people as possible and get paid for it, It really, truly does not get any better than that. So think about that. You are your greatest resource. You are your best employee. You are the most important asset in your business. And when we think about that, you know, I always say that my, the client, right, is, is the top priority, but really I'm my top priority. I have to be at my absolute best. I have to be on my A game all the time for everything, the trickle-down effect, for everything else to run smooth. So treat yourself amazing like a birth boss, like the birth boss you are. And don't forget that. Don't forget that you are the most important asset. You are your business, right? Most of us are solopreneurs. We are the face of our business. We are the name of our business. We are the hands, the heart, the soul, the blood, the sweat, the tears, all the things of our business. So you have to treat yourself you know, the absolute best and make sure that you project that to your colleagues, to the community. And, and then they will kind of turn around and return that they will treat you as such. If you have questions, you know where to reach me. I am at hip to heart everywhere on social and I'm always available to talk more about this or to answer questions or to help you make those goals, get that foundation and then grow that birth business. Thank you for hanging with me. 
But don't worry, the awesome does not end here. You can follow me on Instagram at hip to heart and join my Facebook group, Business for Birth Professionals, a group I created that focuses solely on the business side of birth and postpartum care. Stick with me so we can hold hands as you start your journey to becoming a birth boss.